This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. You're listening to a section of the LibriVox NaNoWriMo project, in which a number of LibriVox volunteers write and record a whole novel together, in serial form, during November 2006. The project is based on the idea started by the National Novel Writing Month. Chapter 25 Written on November the 25th, 2006, by David Barnes For a few moments Trevor again retreated into himself, into the painful fog of uncertainty. Where were the sharp edges of reality, and where the phantasms of his diseased imagination? Theresia and Tracy had just confirmed the existence of Global's database. But what of the hours he remembered spending inside it? His foray had triggered in him a delicious mixture of elation, envy, and fear. It was as if, during the twenty years of his self-enforced inactivity, an alter ego had been working behind his back to create for him the ultimate analytical tool. But to what end? His intellect had thrilled at the power the database presented, while his human instinct was horrified by the uses it could be put to if it fell into the wrong hands. If... It had been built by the wrong hands. There was no if, no doubt about the purposes for which it was intended. Still, he couldn't help wondering. Let's just step back from that for a moment, he said, returning to the physical world. The destruction of the database, I mean, he adds, seeing Theresia's arched eyebrows. Here we go, thought Tracy. "'Trevor sees both sides. That'll be the title of your autobiography,' she said, with just enough playfulness not to hurt. "'Yes, sis, thank you for that. Now tell me, where do you see the major fields of conflict now and in the next century or so?' "'Military conflict,' said Theresia. "'Trevor, have you not been listening these past hours?' What interest do you have in war, other than working to prevent it? That is precisely my point. I wonder if the database couldn't point towards the possibility of a different type of geopolitical landscape, one where the traditional nation-states and all the paraphernalia that goes with them, including military conflict, would be an irrelevance. I know it's a long shot, but hear me out and you'll see what I mean. Theresia and Tracy exchanged a look, but both settled back in their chairs. At its basic level, the database is a collection of individual pieces of information, documents, records of transactions, photos, sound files, each tagged to the individuals involved and each searchable. Looked at vertically, they form a personal history, an audit trail. Now we're uncomfortable with that, and rightly so, on a personal level. Understatement of the year, interrupted Tracy. It scares the living daylights out of me. Of course we know that most of this information is out there anyway, 
but the thought of it being held in one place by a group accountable to no one, and for their own devious purposes, well, it's indefensible. She paused, caught a glance from Theresia, and said, Sorry, go on, but this had better be good. Right, now depersonalize those pieces of information. It doesn't matter who wrote a particular sentence, or who owns a particular copy of I am the walrus, for example. But the content of the sentence itself does matter, and it does matter that the copy of the song exists. You could say that both are part, a very small part admittedly, but part nonetheless, of the sum total of human activity at this point in time. Well, that's a little less scary, Tracy conceded, but for someone so impatient with other people's stories, you sure know how to string one out. Are you familiar with the concept of memes? Yes, I've heard the word before. Like genes, but not physical. Not bad, Trace. A meme is a unit of culture, transmissible, self-replicating, mutating competing for airtime, competing for our attention, each striving to make as many copies of itself as possible and to mutate into even more successful forms. We're dependent on them. Communication as we know it would be impossible without them. In this sense, the first meme was ug, but they're now far more subtle. The smell of Lapsang Souchong is a meme, created centuries ago, and successful in the sense that it's an attractive smell which can be replicated through a consistent process of cultivation and processing. The people who invest time to recreate and propagate the meme by producing and selling the tea are rewarded for doing so by the livelihood it gives them. In terms of market share, it's less successful than Coke or Pepsi, but only time will tell which will win in the long run. And you and I, Trace, are busily spreading a much newer meme. How many times have you said or heard the phrase, This is a LibriVox recording? Now not only do we repeat the phrase, and tell others to repeat it, but we've created a vehicle for its preservation in time, and its instantaneous global transmission. And our reward? Well, it's part of a larger process, isn't it? We're bringing texts created a century or so ago, some far older, into the digital age. We're bringing them into the modern cultural battlefield, so to speak. And that phrase is like an entry ticket. It gets that file onto a server, where it will be hosted in perpetuity. It allows it to be copied and disseminated, it creates a pairing of memes travelling together, each aiding the success of the other. Tracy stood up in exasperation and stepped back from the tea-table, nearly knocking over her chair. Please tell me you're not trying to use LibriFox as a justification for Global's creepy Big Brother database. What's wrong with a good old internet, for heaven's sake? "'Tracy, please,' said Theresia, "'let's enjoy the fruits of your brother's recovery, "'and not judge him too harshly just yet. "'But, Trevor, my dear, where is this leading?' 
Trevor had been visibly checked by Tracy's outburst, and realised he needed to phrase the next part of his argument very carefully. It might help now to think of memes as tiny physical entities, rather like bacteria or some such. Imagine that their numbers, their concentrations, their physical location, their speed and direction of movement, their patterns of dispersal, their successive mutations, the relationship of one variety to another, could be seen, measured, monitored. You could gauge the competitive success of one meme or group of memes against another. You could design new memes with proven successful traits. You could view the ebbs and flows of the global marketplace. You would know who was winning, where, and how. You mean we could see if Lapsang Souchong was outselling Coca-Cola? Great. Tracy, it's bigger than that. That's precisely what I was afraid of. In the containment quarters, in a semi-basement on the other side of the compound, Fulvia Rossi had awoken, and was trying to ascertain where she was, and how she'd got there. She had administered drugs often enough on captives herself, but had never suffered the headache, nausea, and disorientation that came with waking up from such treatment. Still, that she'd been taken and incarcerated— that she was in enemy hands was clear enough. The room was surprisingly spacious, light and clean, sparsely furnished, and with no loose objects that might serve as a missile or weapon, but still civilised. There was even a wash-basin and toilet half-concealed in a corner. There must be a weakness here somewhere. These people are soft, she thought. Her shoes were nowhere to be seen, and the floor was cool under her bare feet. Stretching herself to full height, she could see out of the small barred window, a foot below the ceiling, that looked out at ground level across the lawn and to the trees that defined the horizon. There was nothing to indicate how far she was from New York, but from the quality of the light she guessed it was mid-afternoon. Perhaps she should try the door. From the order's perspective, said Theresia, trying to shift the focus of the conversation, the popular obsession with national interest, national identity, has seemed rather an anachronism in these times of what is called globalization. One could almost say that the knights, the order and global, if I may bracket them together simply to illustrate my point, were forerunners of the multinational corporations that now seem to be thriving, or perhaps even a more honest form of government than that of sovereign states, government based on principle rather than mere geography. Exactly so. And what better way to see whether your principles are taking root, are winning on the global battlefield? Ah, so now it's a battlefield, not a marketplace, interjected Tracy, than by observing the ebb and flow of memes. And that is your defence of global? 
Tracy came in for the kill. Your own argument shows that they will use the database for global domination. That is precisely why we have to destroy it. I'm sorry, Trevor. Much as I love you and respect your intellect, you have to see that your obsession with information is leading you to a dangerous conclusion. Tracy. Tace. Their eyes locked. Don't you see that this information dispenses with the need for war? No, I don't see that, not in the least. It creates a potential for world domination. It creates a new superpower, one against which countries and people will be powerless. It changes everything. It has to be stopped, and you, my exasperating brother, are the only person who can stop it. End of chapter 25 Recorded on November the 27th by David Barnes